Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, August 23rd starts now. On today's show, it's Wednesday, so Monroe Anderson is here to talk Trump, Brandon Johnson, and a whole lot more. The Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, and a whole lot more. And if you like Ben Jarofsky, just head to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. Show him some love. I'll spell that for you. That's J-O-R-A-B is in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Don't Go Go White Sox Wednesday. And here's why. <laughs> It's because it's Wednesday and the White Sox are threatening to leave town. Is that what Jerry Reinsdorf is doing? This story broke yesterday. I've been following it passionately and obsessively ever since. And don't worry, fans. Monroe Anderson, the legendary Monroe Anderson, is waiting on deck. Dying to talk Trump, Republican antics, George, all that good stuff. Uh, but I just got to open with this. Two things in my mind these days on a, a local level. One of the White Sox playing this card. And the other, I can't shake the Tupac quote that Brandon Johnson delivered. And he said, I'm the first mayor to ever quote Tupac. And then he said something that Tupac never said. I am having so much fun with that because nobody else knows that it's not Tupac. I'm the last guy in the world to be the one who would know this because they know nothing about hip hop. Anyway, White Sox, terrible team, awful team, just so disappointing, underachieving in every way. I've booked Adolfo Mondragon. He's going to come on tomorrow to talk about it. Uh, White Sox season ticket holder. Absolutely dreadful team. In the middle of their dreadfulness, Jerry Reinsdorf gets a hold of Greg Hines at Crane, Chicago. I don't know if it was Jerry Reinsdorf who got a hold of him. I don't know if it's someone that Jerry Reinsdorf told to get a hold of him. Story breaks that Reinsdorf wants to renegotiate his lease that he has with the state or maybe sell the team or maybe move the team. And I'm like, what a terrible time to play that card. The team is dreadful. And that's what I realized. Real marketplace factors, consequences don't play into sports. It's so psychological. We're going to hear Monroe on this one. This is one of his favorite themes. How important it is to a city's psyche to have a team. How important it is to a city's reputation to have that shot of the lake, in this case of Chicago. So it doesn't matter if the team is dreadful. Bears are playing the same card. They've been horrible for so long. I can't remember when they were good. And they're not 85. playing. Okay, 85. That's the last time they won a Super Bowl. Uh, and uh, so they're playing this town against that town, against Chicago. Everybody's like dangling off uh, their fingers on a string on their fingers like their yo-yo. Now Jerry Reinsdorf's like, I'm going to get into that. And so then 24 hours after he uh, issues this threat, what does he do? He fires the exceedingly unpopular executives of the White Sox, Kenny Williams and uh, 
uh, Rich Hahn, who are the, uh, the, the front office guys who assembled the team. And so it's like, oh, my God, this is, this is like a ROM move. So on one hand, you're asking people for money. <laughs> and on the other hand, you're giving people what they want. So it's like, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. You've been bugging me to fire these guys for so long, Kenny Williamsford. I will fire them, and in exchange, I expect you to give me even more money than you're giving me already. And I'm thinking, why can't I play the game like that? Why can't I have that sense of entitlement, that craftiness? I would be, I would not be a humble lefty podcaster, ladies and gentlemen, in my attic. I'd be Joe Rogan at Evan Empire. I can only play the game like Jerry Reinsdorf. Very skillful move uh, by uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, in my humble opinion. Renegotiating his deal six years before it comes due uh, in the hopes that he gets even more money, even more of a subsidy than he already gets. Uh, at the same time, his team is horrible. Monroe Anderson, the man knows how to play the game, even if, <laughs> even if we don't like it. Uh, powerful. What do you you think? You think he's actually going to move the White Sox, or you think he's just getting leverage? I was when I was press secretary, I was in on the negotiations to uh, move Comiskey Park, and it's it's a game, but it's but it's hardball. It's really hardball. So yeah, that's correct. That was Eugene Sawyer. Uh, ultimately, was the mayor right after Harold Washington, the greatest mayor city Chicago ever had. Uh, and uh, yes, and and Thompson, it's funny thing. Sawyer kid kind of gets lost to history in all this. Yeah. There's a, a, a there's actually a like a, a a little statue to Thompson outside White Sox Park right now. I know you haven't been to Sox Park in ages, Monroe, but there's right. a statue to Thompson outside. Nothing for Sawyer. Poor Sawyer, man. He gets overlooked all the time. Yeah, he got the Cubs uh, night lights. He's responsible for that. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, the headline in, this, uh, in the Sun-Times, don't go-go White Sox. That's a pun, millennials. goes way back to the go-go White Sox. Uh, that was their nickname for the 59 uh, pennant-winning Chicago White Sox. They were called the Go-Go White Sox because they were really quick on the base paths. And so someone at the Sun-Times, some clever Sun-Times, bright one headline writer, don't go-go White Sox. City, get ready to throw some more money at the White Sox uh, to keep them in Chicago. All right, let's. Okay, Ben, I got some breaking news for you. Uh-oh, go. You you remember um, Wagner boss, Pergosin? Who? Who? For March, the army into challenge Putin. Yes. Yeah. And everybody said he would fall out of a window or something. Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, no, he, his, his, his plane crashed. Yeah, I saw oh, that. <laughs> his plane crashed. Yeah, right. uh, man, that's that's Trump's role model, Putin. Yeah, uh, right. And uh, yeah, no, I saw that right before we went on. Uh all right, Monroe, plenty of stuff to catch up. I was gone last week enjoying my uh, vacation, my w one week off. Uh, tonight, we'll start with the Republican Party um, before we get to Trump and Georgia. Georgia indictments came down when uh, Monroe and I were uh, not on the mic last week. And um, so tonight in Milwaukee, the uh, I think it's eight Republican candidates, not named Trump, will get to have a debate. Uh, and Donald Trump gave the middle finger to uh, Fox, which is airing the debate, and to those uh, eight Republicans by declaring he wouldn't join them. Instead, he pre-recorded an interview with Tucker Carlson, which will air on uh, Twitter, X, 
uh, Elon Musk's uh, social media site. Uh, and that's just <laughs> the games Donnie Trump plays, man. Uh, and it's just his way of just letting everyone know that he has a low regard for any Republican who dares to run against him, uh, that he expects to be the Republican nominee almost by acclamation, uh, and that he's fully ready to run for president against Joe Biden in the hopes that he wins uh, and he can then pardon himself for the crimes he committed and he's being prosecuted for Monroe. The, I can't think of anything more pathetic than the Republican Party right now as they begin to debate. Uh, your thoughts? They are, they painted themselves in a corner and they can't get out of it. Uh, they should have indicted Trump the second time around. I can, I can even see him, you know, eh, the first time, but if, if they had indicted him, he wouldn't be this problem. Now he's he has a, a full-blown cult, and his MAGA crowd is the majority of the Republican Party. I mean, it's, it's, it's 70-some people uh, percent of the Republicans say they would vote for Trump. I mean, it's incredible. And with each Wait, he becomes more Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, a, vo a voter, Republican voter, primary right. voter. And with each indictment, he becomes more popular. His numbers rise off of it. They circle through the wagon around him. The, the candidates running against him, it's, it's, it's a, they're either running for number two, get the sil silver medal, be his vice president. Or they're running for 28. They're trying to establish themselves for 28. But they're not, with the exception of Chris Christie and um, the uh, unremarkable former governor of Arkansas. Can't even remember his name. Asa Hutchinson. Yeah, Asa Hutchinson. Well, and, and William Hurd. Yeah, well, Will also. Hurd. Yeah, he, he, he's been, yeah, yeah. Will, Will's been critical. It's a joke, Monroe. But it's everybody else is kissing joke. Trump's ring. Absolutely. And how um, do you run for the job of some guy, but you don't attack him? You don't criticize him. You have praise him. It's, it's just absolutely pathetic. Last week when uh, I was on vacation, the story broke. You probably saw it uh, in the New York Times. They got a hold of Ron DeSantis's debate strategy. Yeah. Uh, right. And what, the first thing he was supposed to do was defend Trump. So follow me on this, ladies and gentlemen. The only chance Ron DeSantis has to achieve his dream of being the Republican nominee is if the Democrats and prosecutors succeed in convicting Trump. That's his only chance. And he's pretending as though he's outraged. If anything displays the lack of conviction and the insincerity of Ron DeSantis, it is this, Monroe. The fact that he pretends he's outraged about the prosecution of Trump, even though he has to be secretly cheering it on, because that's his only chance to get the nomination. Yes, Pence too, except his chances, either his chances, the old, the old Texan quote, uh, 
it's, it's, uh, yeah, he, he, his chances were slim to none, and Slim just left town. <laughs> yeah, Slim is out the door. I see him driving down the alley right now. <laughs> slim, slim is gone. Mike Pence is a joke and so many other uh, in ways. You know, that man, talk about lack of sincerity. So Donald Trump threatened his life or Donald Trump stirred up the mob to threaten his life, threaten to kill him, threaten his family. Uh, if he had any kind of integrity, if he had in, he would have immediately denounced Trump and the tactics of Trump, told right. the world what Trump was up to. Uh, he would have done that on January 6th, the day uh, in the aftermath of the insurrection, after they had cleared the rioters. That, that, that would be January 7th. Because they didn't even get it, they didn't get to take care of business because the the mob was was um, in charge for a while. Valid point. So it would have been an early morning uh, of January seventh, and uh, I was watching it actually. I was, <laughs> I was a political junkie that I am. I watched. I wanted. To, I also wanted to see like would, would, would how would Republicans react to this, and of course I was very disappointed. They were cowards then, and they are cowards now. And uh, you cannot win, Monroe, and you just said that you cannot win by pretending as though Donald Trump is your friend, by pretending as though that this guy is a victim and trying to placate the mob. You will never win. There's no reason. Why would any Republican vote for a Mike Pence or a Ron DeSantis if he could vote for the real thing? Right. Right. Ex exactly. And yeah. and so he will. If he runs, because I'm, I'm still not convinced that uh, he's going to be the candidate. Uh, if you're not convinced that Trump is going to be the candidate. Yeah, I remember weeks ago I told you that he he he, he might take a plea deal. Yeah, you did say yeah. that. I thought yeah. it was just momentary madness on your part. Yeah, right. I'm still <laughs> I, I still think there is a possibility. If I had to uh, apply percentages to it, I'd say it's a 40% chance that he'll take a plea deal. That's how close it is because they have him left and right. Uh, he had, one of his people just flipped today or, or yesterday uh, who said, yeah, I was lying when I said that I don't, I, I, I had nothing to do with um, destroying the, the visual evidence from the cameras. I, we did it. So, yeah. Yeah. so Smith has Trump coming and going on the document space. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, and it's 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 so basic. The only the only thing Trump is hoping is that Judge Cannon will stay in in the fold and figure out a way to help him out. All right. Uh, so uh, let me uh, one more time articulate what I call the Darren Bailey strategy that's being employed in this presidential election uh, and get your response to this. Uh, so Darren Bailey, for those who've forgotten, is the far right MAGA man, the state former state senator who was the Republican nominee for governor state of Illinois against J.P. Pritzker in the 2022 uh, gubernatorial campaign. OK, everybody's already forgotten that one. That's just out the window. He got trounced. And in the primary, he was challenged. Uh, one of the challengers was uh, the mayor of uh, Aurora, Richard Irvin, who was uh, backed by Kenny G, Ken Griffin. Millions and millions of dollars. 
Kenny G poured into Richard Irvin's campaign with the notion that Irvin was more or less the type of moderate that could win over swing voters and defeat Pritzker. The challenge for Irvin was to win the nomination, which meant getting MAGA people to support him. So Irvin, who was a lifelong, probably a closet Democrat uh, and essentially a Rahm Emanuel centrist, suddenly had to repackage himself as a MAGA man. And there was a series of embarrassing commercials. Monroe and I talked about them. Uh, remember that one where what was it where he said, uh, you know what scares Democrat the most? People that look like me and think like us. Yes. Like, what are you? He's a black man, so look like me. That, that was one of the weirdest commercials I've ever seen. We talked about that a lot. Uh, and um, the Democrats, in meantime, ran commercials. They paid for commercials uh, in the primary, essentially propping up Darren Bailey as the maggiest candidate of them all, guaranteeing that MAGA would be fired up and vote for this lunatic uh, and that the Pritzker would go up against a man that everyone knew would be easier to beat. And Monroe, I am watching it happen again. With the presidential election, I am watching it happen again. The the man that of all these Republicans that is probably easiest to defeat for by Joe Biden is Donnie Trump. Biden already beat him once. Seven million votes. Right. Nothing has changed since 2024 or excuse me, 2020. That would get anybody in 2024 to flip and vote for Trump. His MAGA supporters love him, but you got to get non-MAGA supporters to cross over to vote for him. And the de- Republicans are determined to nominate him like they were determined to nominate Darren Bailey. Only in this case, Monroe, the Democrats aren't even the ones airing the commercials. It's the Republicans saying insane things like they're trying to knock out our strongest candidate. No, they're not. Trump said last week that he's he's beating Biden by a mile or something. He's just... And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still looking for that poll. <laughs> it says that somehow I missed it. I, I, I even I haven't even found an outlier that has Trump winning winning by a large number. Yeah, There's one or two outliers that say that he'll beat Biden by one or two points. Yeah. No, I, I, I. I understand that uh, many Democrats are in a fetal position are so scared of Trump. I understand. I hear so many times, uh, I hear it over and over again. Well, they didn't think Trump would whip beat Hillary Clinton. I hear it over and over again. <laughs> People are like, they just walk around. They're so it, it, gaslit, brainwashed, you know, like Donald Trump. He's unbeatable, even though he's already lost. He's never won, actually. He's never actually he won. He won in 2016, and, and that was... Um... Very close. Very close. Yeah. It was very close. had a much larger popular vote. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was a fluke. It, it, it was a fluke in, in 16. And he hasn't won anything since. In fact, he's been a whole lot of losing. You would think the Republicans were tired of losing by this, this point, but they are. They're doubling down. And uh, the other thing is that, listen, I say this all the time. If being afraid and anxious is going to motivate Democrats, 
to go to work. Don't be afraid and anxious. I'm not trying to convince any uh, baby boomers who are in a fetal position that not to be so afraid. Baby boomers are so afraid anyway, Monroe. This is something I've really come to realize as I get older. Baby boomers are afraid of their shadows. Like yes. uh, Brandon Johnson fired uh, the, the health commissioner. All these baby boomers in the media are like, outright. I'm like, what are you guys so afraid of? Like, there's another pandemic coming. She didn't do anything to stop the last pandemic. <laughs> Damn, man. So I just think it's like a state of mind that old people are, they have. And you get more. Are you like that, Monroe? Are you getting more frightened as you get older? No, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm not frightened at all. In fact, I'm, I'm, I, I'm wishing for some fights. Well, that's the, the guarantee. We got to beat the living daylights out of the Republicans <laughs> next, next year. But I can't wait. Baby boomers, be more like Monroe Anderson. Be like Gary, Indiana. Okay, tough. Don't be like hiding under a bed. I'm so scared. I'm a devil. Monroe, you pointed something out to me before we get to Trump and Georgia. The Republicans on the issue of abortion seem even more determined to alienate women in this country. The case out of Mississippi. That shocking story that uh, you alerted to me too. Got to thank you for that. Uh, that I read the article in Time Magazine about what is that thirteen-year-old uh, girl who um, was raped and couldn't get an abortion, had to have the baby because the nearest place to her home in Mississippi to get an abortion was Chicago. I mean, a nine-hour drive from Clarksdale, Mississippi. That is wild, Monroe. And you and I were talking about it right before we did the show. And at that time, right while we were talking about the story broke in the New York Times, South Carolina Supreme Court upholds abortion law, reversing earlier decision. And this is a majority Republican Supreme Court in South Carolina, uh, upholding essentially a ban on abortion in South Carolina uh, by a four to one margin. The defiance of the Republicans on this issue is pretty astounding. Again, they seem determined to lose the election. Go. Well, no, this has been their holy grail for 40 years. And so now they have it and they don't know what to do with it. It's it's obviously not working in their favor. They've lost uh, special elections. Uh, um, they lost in Kansas. Yeah. They've lost the Senate. They didn't win. They, they were supposed to win the House by a lot more than they, than they ended up winning it by it's a losing proposition for them and yet they 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 keep they keep doubling down on it and that's because they think that somehow most of america is going to take their narrow point of view at some uh between now and november of next year or whenever various primaries happen in the states Six months from now, I think Iowa is the first one. Yeah. Or they just don't care. I mean, they live in a gerrymandered universe uh, that where boundaries are tailored to their political needs. Uh, so they've lost track of, of accountability. And um, so, you know, like some Mississippi, Alabama, no matter what they do, those states will remain Republican control. So there's no need for them to... Uh, to accommodate on this issue. Uh, so you have that gerrymandered attitude 
your your success is because you're protected by uh, the, the electoral map or the gerrymander district that you're in, then you run a countrywide. <clears throat> well, you can't you can't really gerrymander it, you know, or statewide in some states like Illinois or Michigan, what have you. You can't gerrymander it. So uh, it's a different ball game, and they're not used to playing that ball game. Uh, it's, 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 you know, they they are alienating. Uh, they're they're one eighth in the whole, and that's uh, suburban white women. I mean, they're alienating them. They, they they're, they're they're turning um, people who are who are on the fence sometimes went their way, sometimes went the Dems' way, to making them into hardcore anti Republicans. And so that does not bode well for the future. You know, I I frequently, I don't know if this is a fantasy or a prophecy, but I frequently think that the Republicans are on the verge of becoming the Whig Party. And that will end up with something new, uh, probably the Lincoln Party as a name. (laughs) We're responsible Republicans instead of the mad, the, the crazy people that are now running it. You actually believe that's going to happen in I our lifetime? I, 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 depending on which side of the bed I wake up in the morning. <laughs> okay. I can't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, just think about how we began the conversation. MAGA's in control. Donald Trump does not have to show up to tonight's debate, ladies and gentlemen. But, but MAGA's, MAGA is a minority. In the country. In the country. Yeah. And, 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 and um, the Republicans are a minority. And so if they stick with the, if they stay on the trail they've blazed, they're going over the cliff with Trump next yeah. year. Yeah. So they will, they will not be a national party after next year. They're barely a national party now. You stop and think about how successful they've been on a national level. Not much. Well, I'm writing this down. They're going away to wigs. I'm writing down. This is another uh, Monroe Anderson prediction, ladies and gentlemen utter with confidence and boldness. And this is why MAGA has always been infuriated by Monroe and why Dems should listen to him more. It's not it's the hiding under your bed like little Brady cats that you are, Dems. All right, Trump about to be indicted in Georgia. And let's see, the... Um, Tomorrow. Excuse me, arraigned in Georgia. He was indicted last week, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so prosecutors say Trump and 18 others broke the law when they sought to reverse Joe Biden's 2020 victory in Georgia, I'm reading from the Washington Post, in a case brought up by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie T. Willis, or Fannie T. Willis, uh, Trump was charged last week with 13 counts, including violating the state's anti-racketeering act, soliciting a public officer to violate their oath, conspiring to impersonate a public officer, conspiring, conspiring to commit forgery in the first degree, and conspiring to false to file false documents. Trump is expected to surrender Thursday at the Fulton County Jail. Now, Monroe, it's become conventional thought or discourse by uh, Democrats to say this. I saw Hillary Clinton doing this. Uh, This is not a happy day for our country. (laughs) I don't think you agree with her on that one. Right. Uh, Wink, wink. (laughs) That's 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 the. That's the political thing to say when, when you follow Michelle Obama's we go high when they go low uh, approach. Yeah. 
but but just like the Republicans, if if you got got a, a bunch of Republicans from D.C. and put them in a room and shot them up with um, um, sodium, the truth, the the, the truth serum, serum. Yeah. yeah, I forget the scientific name for it. But if you shot them up with it, they'd all tell you how much they hated this. And do you really love Trump? They'd all tell you how much they hated him, and that they hoped he lost. With the Democrats, if you got another group of Democrats from Washington in the room, those who were talking about what a sad day it is, and shot them up. <laughs> They'd be doing the James Brown. <laughs> Monroe, Monroe, you're my MSNBC guy. You listen to it, and I don't have to. So is there anyone in MSNBC who's openly celebrating this, or are they all just doing like they do? Well, it's a very sad day for America. Donald Trump is <laughs> this corrupt crook about to get indicted. Anybody being honest on that whole station? That yeah, whole they're being, you know, they aren't, they aren't going hip-hip hooray, but they're having a – their, their attitude is like mine. It's like, okay, at last. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> well, you are going hip, hip, hooray. Well, yes. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they're not quite as hip, hip, hooray as I am. Yeah. I, you so, know, so we can easily have a kumbaya session. On I, I got to tell you, I have. Everything that Donald Trump has done in regards to uh, Georgia, getting on the phone, the phone calls were recorded with the secretary of state asking to get rid of the ballots that Joe Biden won by in order for Donald Trump to be declared the winner in a state he didn't win. Everything is so obviously a violation of the law. The right. only way you can get around it is just to deny it, deny the existence of it, uh, even though everybody could see it. And um, and Donald Trump's behavior it's even more and more outrageous when you realize that we've all seen what he do, he did. So now he's acting like he's a victim and uh, he's going to come out when he gets arraigned tomorrow and they're going to take his mugshot and they're going to take his fingerprints. He's going to, you know that it's coming Monroe. They're going to put that mugshot on coffee cups, on t-shirts, and he's going to sell them to Mag. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. It depends on, what type of photograph they take of it. If it's not a good photograph, if it's not like a publicity photograph, his ego is going to step in there and he's going to, yeah. what he'll do is shoot, have a professional photographer shoot another picture of him and superimpose the information on his photograph. But he is not going to want um, an ugly looking, fat, ugly looking Don Trump on a t-shirt that is so true and that is so true he's such a con artist they're gonna superimpose a different photo of him like a with brad pitt's body you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> and all these dummies in, in maga land oh wow that's my guy he's so fit oh god maga you've lost your freaking mind uh yeah now the other guy Man, it, it's not just Trump uh, that Willis indicted. 18 others, including Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of city of uh, New York, is going down there uh, to face his arraignment. And this is a guy, Monroe, uh, who 
is particularly vulnerable right now. He is so dependent on Donald Trump, right? You know, he, I'm not sure. I have no idea what his financial situation is. He made a fortune after he was like the mayor, but uh, for all I know, I mean, he could be hard pressed to pay his legal bills and be dependent on Trump. You do not want to be dependent on Donald Trump. Michael Cohen has shown that if you're dependent on Donald Trump, you're vulnerable to his ups and downs. He's so cheap. He's probably he'll break every promise he makes to you. You're probably facing. You may be facing. His uh, model has been use other people's money. And, and not mine. <laughs> my money is my money, and your money is ours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the thing with Giuliani uh-huh. is he's going to flip. Whoa, he's going to flip for sure. Because he, he doesn't have the money. Trump, Trump is not supporting him. Um, he's already been broken. He broke. He's he's been disbarred. He has no. He doesn't have any means of income. He's he he's um no longer America's mayor. He's uh, uh Trump Trump's Trump's fool. So he's gonna flip. Wow, he's America's. He's Trump's fool. America's clown. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Well, I. He's being defiant now. He's playing from the Trump playbook. He's talking about what a great mayor he was in New York City and how he upheld law and order, even though uh, he's been trying to uh, undercut a democracy for the last uh, two years or so and looked like a buffoon doing it. Um, So he's he's being defiant now. And he's bragging that he was the one who brought down the mob, the mafia in New York. Right. uh, Even though that he's now uh, loyal to a guy who's behaving like a mobster. So I, that's a it's hard for me to that's an interesting prediction. I don't know if I'm with you there yet, but He's uh, flip. yeah, the flip. Oh, I'm, I've, I, I bet a thousand dollars that Giuliani's got to flip. Wait, a thousand dollars? Not yeah. even lunch at your restaurant of your choice. You're talking a thousand dollars? Right, right, right. He's going to flip. To avoid jail time? Or to get less jail time. I'm not sure he's going to avoid it. Wow, because he did. He's done so much, and he's been so public about so much that um, I don't know if they can can cut a deal with him where it's okay. Well, you give us Trump, and we'll let you walk completely. But yeah. you know, John John Dean flipped on Nixon, and he got jail time. He just didn't get as much jail time as he would have gotten. Yeah. Uh, and then he made a career in the post-war. John Dean was the White House counsel during the uh, Watergate years with President Nixon, uh, and he testified against Nixon. Uh, and then his post-Watergate career was that of a Dudley Do-Right type who right. realized his the error of his ways uh, and was um, now determined to preserve good government. That's sort of his uh, persona since the Watergate days. I, I think it's a little too late for Rudy Giuliani to change his persona, to change oh, America's. Yeah. Right. No, he already had that faith. <laughs> you know, he was as America's mayor. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he, 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 he was a con art, artist and, and he developed his um, whole racist thing when he's running against Mayor Dinkins. 
He lost. Yeah. You're talking about the 1991 uh, mayoral yes. election, David Dinkins, yes. the incumbent mayor of the city of New York, yes. uh, black man, first black man to be elected mayor of right. New York City. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that was uh, I, I, I know my back in those days, I had family who lived in New York. So I go into New York uh, and I. Yes, I followed those elections very carefully. And the race car was being played all the time by Giuliani. And again. People were gobbling it up. I, you know, it was, to me, it was very similar. Uh, people lived on the Upper West Side. People lived in the Upper East Side. Well-to-do New Yorkers are generally liberal. I kind of like watched a replay of that when your neighbors, Monroe, voted for Paul Vallis in this yeah. last mayoral election. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. This is straight up like uh, Giuliani. Well, we'll see. I don't know. It'd be interesting if Giuliani were to come and testify and essentially say, I made all this stuff up. I did it because Donald Trump wanted me to do it. There was never any truth to absolutely anything I said, which is, by the way, all the case. Um, <laughs> that would be uh, and MAGA would still vote for Donald Trump. So it wouldn't matter. Then they would just be mad at Giuliani Monroe. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, because they are much of MAGA, not all, but a huge proportion of MAGA. Their position is, well, what the, what what Trump did was not it was no big deal. You know, it's, it's it's being blown out of proportion. But the problem the Republicans have, one of the many problems, is that. Georgia has cameras. And so if when Trump gets his day in court there, it's going to be on TV where everybody can watch it. And that's not going to be good for Trump at all. Now, the thing is, because of the complexity of the case and the scope, um, Many are predicting that it won't happen until after the election. I, Bonnie Willis seems to think that she will be able to pull it off, at least get it started. It, won't, it may not be over what he's running, but if she can have him on TV and them going through all his dirty deeds and all these other characters, the other 18 characters that help, and a lot of them are going to flip. A lot of those 18. Yeah. Because uh, many of them, not all of them, but many of them uh, have, have come to realize they're being kind, that they've been kind. And, and many more of them realize that um, the billionaire is not giving them one dime. <laughs> no, he's not going to either. <laughs> Let's make that clear, ladies and gentlemen. One thing about Donnie Trump, you should know if you does not give money away, he yeah, just right. takes money. Okay. And uh, he, he did donate $50,000 to Mayor Rahm's campaign, but that was essentially to get whatever he wanted out of city of Chicago and the dummies in the Chicago gave him what he wanted, that power with the, his name on it. So $50,000 was an investment in his property and his ego. So, he did not like you think he liked. Oh, I thought Mayor Rahm was a great mayor. That was an investment that paid off with that sign, which you have to look at every day, Chicago. And uh, so, yeah, he uh, just not get the money away. Uh, 
Monroe, before we uh, uh, leave uh, Trump land and close uh, with a little uh, Mayor, uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson talk, um, your thoughts on Donald Trump's behavior? I mean, openly intimidating judges, the grand jurors, uh, the prosecutor. He's, he's, he's scared to death. And so his response when he's afraid is to be more of the bully yeah. than, than he is normally. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's in trouble. He's in trouble, and he knows it. Yeah. I mean, they have him. They they have him red-handed. <laughs> they have the smoke. They have the smoking gun that he shot somebody on Fifth Avenue with, and the corpse at his feet. <laughs> so splattered blood on his shirt. <laughs> oh, the splattered blood on his shirt. You know, my 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 prediction on that is. He will do time if he's convicted. He will get some time in uh, Georgia. Yeah, wow. he will get some. And and the thing is, um, nobody wants to do Georgia prison. <laughs> Give me the fans. <laughs> I mean, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia prison is 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 worse than Cook County Jail. I got a feeling uh, if he's in prison, they'll find a nice a cell for him. We're like in Goodfellas. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie. You've probably seen it 20 times, but with the, the mobsters uh, cooking uh, in uh, while they're in prison. Right. Uh, all right, let's switch to Chicago's clothes for Chicago. Uh, my and I, for First Tuesday, thought, oh, we'll have a show at the Promontory in Hyde Park. I invite Mayor Johnson in the first hundred days of Mayor Johnson. And uh, it's it was, you know, Monroe, I'm kind of laughing at myself because it's such an obvious idea. Everywhere I look, every newspaper, every uh, website that covers Chicago, Mayor Johnson, the first hundred days. Right. And I'm like, man, I w- <laughs> that everybody has that idea. Well, it sounded so unique when Maya and I thought it up. Everybody had it. Uh, so what's your thoughts of Mayor Johnson's first uh, three months or so uh, in office as uh, our city's mayor. I, uh, my my thoughts are that it, he's just finished finding out where the bathrooms are. <laughs> so, so, but he, he he's he's you can you can tell he's a good man, and and um, that he cares about the citizens. That oh now did this happen while you were gone? Where he refused to go to the this um, police night where the cops have they have some annual celebration. Were you on vacation when that happened? Yeah, I was on vacation when that happened. Yeah, yeah. so they're upset with him, and I think that's great. You know, it's like it's non hypocritical, and there's no reason to go. Uh, celebrate the cops as far yeah. as well i uh i had a a revelation uh, when i was on vacation uh and it, i can't even really accurately call it a revelation because i knew this i guess i've had this revelation many times and then i forget it i get caught up in the news and then i i forget it and then i have the revelation again and the revelation is this that the vast majority of people uh in the city of chicago 
are not paying as <laughs> to put it mildly uh, as close attention to what's going on politically in their city as I am or you are. Right. Or any of the people come on our show or our listeners on their show. Uh, and that came home to me. I was uh, on vacation in, uh, in upper Michigan and there were a lot of people from Chicago around me. And I got word that uh, Mayor Johnson had fired the health commissioner, Awadi. And Monroe, I couldn't find anybody who even knew who Awadi was. Right. And I'm like explaining to them who Awadi was and talking about it. They didn't like, huh? I just realized like the Sun Times and the Tribune fill its pages with all this political. Uh, news. You got WTTW with their coverage. You got Black Club. You got Chicago Magazine, the whole bit. All the TV stations is that and the other thing. Most people aren't paying attention, Monroe. They no. don't know. Right. And don't care. And they don't I, care who 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 is is running the health department. Yeah, they don't know. As long as as, 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 as long as there's no pandemic. Yes. Most people don't know any of their public officials. No. They don't know who their state senator is. They don't know who their state rep is. They definitely don't know who the Cook County Board Commissioner is. Right. Uh, they are. They do know who their alderman is. Right. The, the, uh, and usually just it's the last name. I think it's very difficult uh, that um, they know both names of their alderman. Like, so, for instance, for years, people go, who in the 47th War, who's the alderman? Schulter. What's Schulter's first name? Uh, <laughs> well, there's okay. some exceptions. Schulter's good enough. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably true. That is wild, man. It's a, it's, it's a crazy. You know you're alderman because. Well, yeah, the first... but they just want their, their trees trimmed, their, their, their streets shoveled. Uh, and uh, well, back in the good old days, they could get their tickets fixed, but that doesn't work anymore. Uh, no. Chicago found a little reform. <laughs> uh, it's probably happening on some level, um, uh, or another. I know that uh, we had Joe Berrios at the hideout back in the day when Mick and I uh, did our first Tuesday show at the hideout. And uh, Joe Berrios, the long time. See, I feel compelled to explain who he is, former chairman of the Democratic Party, former Cook County assessor. Uh, and uh, the voters of the city turned on him and ousted him uh, and voted for, for Fritz Kagey. Uh, but he told a very, uh, it was very revealing. And it was a funny story, an anecdote about how, why he became a Democrat, a machine Democrat. And it was because he had, I think it was a uh, some kind of ticket moving violation. <laughs> And he was told, hey, go to the alderman, the committee, and he'll take care of it. And he went to Tom Keene, the legendary uh, alderman for, uh, from uh, the near west side. Uh, and uh, 31st Ward and Keene took care of it. And he goes, after that, I became a lifelong Democrat. Uh, and so uh, that was very much the case then. But uh, I'm not quite sure people know. I the, the alderman, Monroe, are you in the 43rd or the 32nd? I always forget. They keep moving you around. Yeah, no, I'm in the second now. Oh, you're in the second, Brian. Huff. Yeah, right. I, I, I was in the 43rd. Well, when I when I moved here 40 some years ago, I was at the 43rd. Yeah. And then maybe I think it was 20 years ago, I went to the 32nd. And then 10 years ago, I was back in the 43rd. And now I'm in the second because 
the alderman at the time um, gerrymandered my block because the president of the Sheffield Neighbors Association lived on it. Yeah. And so this was to, she was thinking that he couldn't, if, if, if he, he couldn't run against her if he didn't live in the, in, in the 43rd. Yeah. So she put him in the, and me for that matter, yeah. in the um, second war. Well, uh, so we'll close with this. They get away with the stuff they get away with people because you're so ignorant. You're not paying attention, so they're free to get away with it. Or it's presented, like in the case of MAGA, they put it right in your face, and you still ignore it, or you pretend it doesn't exist. That's how they get away with it, uh, folks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, uh, They get away with it until you stop them. Yeah. And the way you stop them is to show up and vote against them. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. Kick the moms out. All right, Monroe. Uh, I just got a. This just came over to the wire. Uh, Timing is perfect. Uh, Rudy Giuliani officially arraigned uh, in Georgia. So uh, the antics are beginning in uh, in Georgia. This is the one. You know, it's funny of all the 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 four that are against Trump. Somehow or other, seems the most as you were saying the most what's the word uh threatening to trump you know i for some reason that this this one just seems oh, oh, oh. georgia yeah georgia yeah, no, seems... no because he can't he can't he he, he can't parole himself yeah. yeah and the way they they have the rule in georgia they have the special rule where before you can be paroled, you have to serve your full term. Yeah. And then you have to wait five years, I think, or something like that. And then you can get a parole. Wow. So that's not going to do Trump any good. Yeah. And the governor can't parole you in Georgia. The only way, there's a board. Now, the governor selects the board, but the board has to parole you. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't know if uh, there's any love for Donald Trump uh, from Governor Brian Kemp, uh, who, very similar to Ron DeSantis, was victorious in 2018, running as a Trump acolyte, uh, and has since uh, moved away from Trump and was uh, resoundingly reelected by not like defying Trump. Right. When Trump came a calling to uh, have the election thrown out and he declared the winner. So uh, Brian Kemp, at least on this issue, a paragon of virtue for the Republican Party. All right, Monroe, I'm going to let you go. I'll talk to you next week. Lord knows, I guess we've run out of indictments uh, and arraignments uh, for Donald Trump. I think well, this is the four. New York, uh, the classified documents. Yeah, and Giuliani is expected to speak soon. Okay. Since he's been arraigned. Right. So apparently he's going to lie some more. Yeah, not ready to flip yet, Monroe. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much again, Monroe. We'll talk to you next week. And also want to thank producer Chris doing an outstanding job as he always does. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Take care, everybody. And remember, you can always download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews, and a whole lot more, all at ChicagoReader.com. Follow Ben Jarofsky on Instagram at Benny J Show. 
and like and subscribe to The Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms. 